0: Hot round, Red Seven! Red Seven! Red Seven! John! What? Red
1: Seven! I don't know what Red Seven means. Hot route! I don't... What is hot round? Will you just go stand on the other side, please? Billy Bob! This is it! The man who got us here, you ready? You don't think that lame-ass play where I run downfield and act like I'm lost is gonna work, do you? Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide-open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico.
0: Booyah! That's what we call a sack lunch.
1: I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get me the ball. Oh, are you
0: gonna get me the oh, ball? I hope you did not kill somebody. Because we know when we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the
1: difference between winning and losing, yeah. between living and dying.
0: Yeah. I got a whole lot of money, Yummy yeah. yeah. for me, yeah. bottle key, popping that yeah. water, yeah. man, you're no no. me. Yeah. It's a party, it's a party, it's a party. Welcome back into another excellent, exciting, spectacular edition of the 11 Personnel Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nick Roush. The other host, one Adam Luckett. Luckett, this is weird. We've never done a podcast after a loss. But there's got to be a first time for everything, I suppose.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it is the first time for that. Tough game, man.
0: Man, you, you, you know what? Even though Kentucky lost, I think we learned a valuable lesson on Saturday. And that's that football is such a great game. No matter how much you kick somebody's ass for three quarters, Margin there is is very slim. It Mo- still comes down to a couple plays.
1: Momentum. Momentum's a big thing, especially in a game like that with all those emotions, with all that hype that went into it. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing changed on the fourth and one, the first play of the fourth quarter. So After Kentucky dominated the third quarter, mm-hmm. really kind of left points on the board when you consider the red zone interception yeah. and then that last drive. So Kentucky – you had Blow some fun stats. Blows their, Yeah, blows their scoring opportunities. Florida doesn't in the, when they get their opportunities in the fourth quarter, and that's really kind of the ball game.
0: Yeah, it really was. Uh, and it was one of those things where a lot of things had to go wrong um, for Kentucky to lose when they had so much momentum. And the big point of emphasis, I think, short yardage. And, that, that I mean, that was an emphasis in practice this week. Um, I, I like Eddie Grand's term that he used. He was like, you can't go stripe on stripe on somebody if you're a running back. You got a half man, near shoulder, near leg. And I loved it because he was not, just – Not on David Reese. He was just giving all of the, like, coach terms that, like, I just – it gets the, the hamster wheels turning in my head. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm going he knew He's right. talking about snot bubbles and all this kind of stuff. But that, I think – I think we found uh, uh, not so much as uh, – it's been a little bit of everybody's problem so far. Sometimes it's the line messing up, which you broke down inside the play. It was the line in that case. But also, uh, the running backs haven't been consistent when it comes to breaking tackles.
1: No. And sometimes you're going to have to make a play. you got to make something out of nothing. That's mm-hmm. something Benny Snell did a lot. Yeah. That's something I talked about before the season. Could A.J. Rose, if he – if the play stuff. Can he find a way to fall forward and get two yards when you need to get two yards to stay mm-hmm. ahead of the chains in the short yardage? Could they find the guy to get them forward, to right. move the ball?
0: Well, they're talking about Chris Rodriguez. Yeah. He's playing this Saturday, mm-hmm.
1: so he had his little two-game punishment for the fumbles, and now he's going to be back in the action.
0: Yeah, which seemed maybe a bit harsh. I think some of it was they're trying to tighten up the rotation. You know, try to, You know, Green's big on feeding the hot hand. So, maybe that was kind of why they pulled back on
1: Rodriguez more? Well, I think a lot of it, too, smoke was just Plant gangbusters low. coming yeah. out. So, you didn't – you wanted to get him as many carries as possible. And then I think for Rose, it was kind of the seniority thing, kind of the guy that waited his turn. Right, he right. glimpses. Let's give him as many chances as possible. But didn't getting to Florida, he had one, like, 15-yard run there in the third first drive of the third quarter, two mm-hmm. plays before Sawyer Smith's interception. Yes,
0: very good run. And – One of two or three runs that Florida made a great play in the open field Mm -hmm. in the Kentucky running back loss. Because Smoke Mm -hmm. had another one. They're both going to the house if Florida doesn't make the play. They're a really good defense. Yeah.
1: The second-best defense Kentucky will play all season Yes, Georgia.
0: Not Mississippi State this week. Right.
1: Yeah. So, outside that carry, Rose had 13 carries for, like, 26, 25 yards. It's two yards pop. It's not good. You can't – do especially in this offense, you cannot do that because, like we – heard grand talk about you can't get behind the chains. They got behind the chains and made plays all game. Yeah, so was really Smith on third down.
0: I think surprised both of us, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Because that was my one of my biggest worries going to the game. Could Smith win on third down? Could he move the chains? And he did for the most part.
0: So aside from three plays, Sawyer Smith, how would you grade his performance besides those three plays?
1: Just besides the turnovers. Yes. I mean – That's as good as you could – I think you could ask for Yeah, but you can't – You couldn't ask for any – like that – overly impressive if you take out the ball security issues.
0: But you can't drop a snap, Mm -mm. especially after your defense just gave you a gift. Mm -hmm. Well, Actually, Felipe Franks just gave you a gift. And you can't – you cannot – you cannot, cannot, cannot turn it over in the red zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, The fumble – was number one. You just cannot do that. You cannot start a game like that. You can't have a big play on defense and come out and fumble on a third and one.
0: And to his credit, like the offense, I was worried that the offense was just going to just be turning tires in the mud forever. And he finds Ahmad Wagner on third and twenty-one. That was a hell of a play. Hell of right. a throw. He hell really a got catch.
1: him. Really got him going. And got some off the offensive confidence. He, early. he was right
0: in this off spot of the zone. It was mm-hmm. just that was just a pretty play.
1: And it was a throw where he had to put the right amount of air under it, but mm-hmm. at the same time not throw it out of bounds. Exactly because of the, the so many defenders were there. I mean, it was a great throw, and it, it kind of got him rolling. Mm-hmm. And then it was good to see the tight ends get involved. You had Rigg mm-hmm. five catches. Keaton Upshaw. Ooh, we even got a
0: Schlegel sighting.
1: Even got a Schlegel sighting. They went empty in thirteen personnel, <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which so for uh, while while we're going to get into the nitty gritty, we might as well. I mean, after all, this is eleven personnel. So Kentucky went with a big set. They were like, "Damn it, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run it hard. We're going to get in thirteen personnel." And while they got a first down, they were like, "Screw it." Uh, let's just keep this train rolling, and they split five wide with three tight ends. One of which, the guy we mentioned, Drew Schlegel, is basically a fullback. Right. Like, he's his job is H-back, but it's basically a fullback. Mm -hmm. And he splits out as the farthest wide receiver. He goes wide and then just runs a hitch and gets like an eight-yard completion. Right. It was awesome. Like, okay, all right, I guess we can give these guys a break now. That That was a nice first
1: down. Right. It was, I think Eddie Grand caught a great game. He really did for, for three quarters.
0: This screen game was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Florida's Florida's pass rush—they're so arrogant. They mm-hmm. thought that they got in free every single time.
1: The play before the Sawyer Smith red zone INT—they had tight end middle screen, which was very close to busting. I, yeah. I think there was one guy there. If he makes that guy miss, he might have—he would have got a first down. Might have gotten the end zone. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought, I thought Eddie Grant did the a good throw job. throwback
0: to Lynn Bowden? That if, mm-hmm. that was, yep. Okay, that was the other Sawyer throw he wishes he had back because – Well,
1: I think there might have been something with the wrist there. We really – yeah. they kind of denied it. But if – I didn't notice it at the game. But going back and watch it, you could see he was holding that and looking at it for a lot of the second half.
0: Which, if you're hesitant to really flick your wrist and get it all the way down, it's going to – they're going to sail on you. Mm-hmm. And that ball sailed on him. That throwback, though. Beautiful play. Bowden right. would have gotten 70 yards on that play alone, maybe. Right. Dude, I mean, there was nothing but green grass. I think he was
1: row. around the – Florida was 40, and he would have probably at worst gotten inside the red zone. At <laughs> yeah, worst. At worst, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, man. A couple plays they got away. mm mm-hmm. um, But uh, – But I'll tell you what. Okay, Newgrash, tell me what.
1: In the stadium, that fourth quarter was awful. Because I, I looked at my wife right after – Rose got stuffed. I said, that might have just lost them the game. And then, of course, people around me are looking at me like, I'm nuts. They're up 11 with, you know. Yeah. Quarter play, just get a stop. But I just knew – like that just – that flipped the momentum. And you Kentucky just never got it back after that, especially when Trask comes in and completes three passes in a row. It's just like, oh, God. that something, They're going to need something. Mm-hmm. Like a turnover, a big play, something big to happen. Well, they they got a they big never play. never got it.
0: No, they did, but it was targeting.
1: Right. Well, I mean, that's that the thing we can get into. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, we, we've we talked to that ad nauseum. We can ignore targeting for mm-hmm. now. Um,
1: but one thing I want to get to is yes. I felt better after I watched the tape at home. Mm-hmm. I thought Kentucky played really well, and there was a lot. like Florida needed four or five things to absolutely go their way in the fourth quarter to win that game. And they they yeah. just got the bounces, they and need, sometimes that happens. And
0: they got the be- between even smokes, even the jets
1: even the jet sweep at the end. If Kentucky stops them there, they get the ball back with like fifty seconds left. We might have gotten a chance to see Bolden return a punt, mm-hmm. and then you just need you want. They would just need three first downs to get back into field goal range. So they might have even got another chance at that. But Florida just – I think they just – everything that needed to happen, happened for them. The targeting call.
0: Mm-hmm. The – Smoke um, being a yard short. Smoke being a two, yard short. Chance get, missing the
1: field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the stunt they run on fourth and short coming was, out of the fourth quarter. That was a perfectly executed mm-hmm. stunt. So, yeah. I, they just – you have to give them credit. They made the plays they had to make to win the game. And Kentucky helped them in that process, but – if Florida is a top-10 team, I don't think they are, but I think they're a top-15, top-20 team. Yeah. That's a pretty impressive performance, Kentucky. They, they stood toe-to-toe with them and outplayed mm-hmm. them for most of the football games. Yes. So there's things to build off from that game. Right. So, and it's a long season. It sucks to keep losing to that team like that. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm sick of it more than, as much as anybody.
0: I will say, though, the attitude – The big picture,
1: I think there's some good things to build off of that performance.
0: The attitude following the loss is different than – Previously, mostly because you've gotten that one out of the way, so I think there's I think there's more anger around the team. Like uh, it was one of those games that you wanted to go out and play two days later just to get it out of your system, and I think that's going to really benefit them this weekend, especially when you got to deal with those damn cowbells um, down in Starkville. So I I think it it's going to work to their advantage. And uh, there was one there was a couple things I wanted to hit on before we move on that you brought up and that's that this was a Mark Stoops like this is the formula for Mark Stoops to win. Time of possession. Great run defense. Right. For, well Michael Piran had one point nine yards of carry. That's preseason losses. Take, take
1: out the jet sweep. They had like sixty three 68 yards. Sixty eight yards rushing. Yeah. yeah. That was so it. just absolutely dominated that that's another point I made before the game. I didn't know if Kentucky's defensive line could really just take the running game out of it. And they did. And they did. They did Which great. Which was impressive. I
0: mean, and now, I was a little disappointed in how Kentucky ran the ball. I think some of it you just got to give David Reese credit for being a freak. and yeah, he
1: made some All-American plays and run defense. He had 16 tackles. Did he really?
0: Yeah. Whew. Crazy. Um, but that's it's one of those things where uh, you could definitely tell there was a strength versus strength kind of matchup going on there. And I also thought uh, explosive
1: plays. Yep, it's I mean, good to have those. It's good. To, it's also good to have a fade, mm-hmm. like. But even the explosive plays, we've been seeing Kentucky get those thirty-yard chunks, mm-hmm. and they really Grantham kind of took that away on Saturday, which I think is what hurt the offense a little bit because they they had to put long sustained drives together. And Florida's a good enough defense where it becomes a number game after a while that they, if you give them enough plays, they're eventually going to get a stop.
0: How awesome is it that Merle's favorite toys of football?
1: Oh, only during football season. Once December, January hits, he puts it away.
0: And for basketball? And
1: he, he only gets it out He gets it out about August.
0: He can smell football in the air, Marble mm-hmm. can. That's a good boy right there. He deserves a couple of boobs. Um, but I, I think what is important, though, um, and we don't, we don't need to go into it anymore, though, there's plenty to build off of this loss, especially from a quarterback's perspective. Like, that was a backup quarterback. He had three turnovers. A
1: Sunbelt grad transfer. Yeah, who
0: was, I think, I forgot this. It was like 12 of 13 to start or something. He was
1: 10 of 10. 10, Yeah. Into the second quarter.
0: Pretty crazy. Um, So, now he goes, he's playing in SEC country. got Mississippi State this weekend. And, Mr. Wicket, Mississippi State, they just came off of a pretty bad loss.
1: Yeah. It's, (laughs) I mean. They're not very happy with Joe Moorhead right now.
0: Which they shouldn't be. But, you know what, if. I don't know what you would expect after last year. Like, well,
1: just the Mullen era in general.
0: Oh, the, yeah, they they don't know how – they're not going to know how to handle themselves because that's, that's the best it's ever going to get down right. there.
1: Mullen had them in the national title conversation in 2014. Dak Prescott threw the ball all over the field in 2015. In 2017, they were in the top 20 most of the season. And then last year, they had that roster teed up mm. to really – Go finish in the top ten, win ten, eleven games, and maybe be Alabama's stiffest competition in the West. Turns right. out the defense played to that, but the offense stunk. Stunk it up last and, year,
0: and that was head That was a big reason why they stunk hired it up against
1: to. good teams, against average teams, below average teams. They housed, yeah. but when they placed good defenses last year, they really couldn't do anything.
0: Uh, well, Kentucky only had seven points. Mm-hmm. And that was a nice slobber. L- last LSU
1: year. they had three points. Alabama they had zero points,
0: and that offense. Now they're breaking in a new quarterbacks, which we'll get to. Um, they do have Colin Hill back. Now, Stud is he the best running back Kentucky will face this year? Or are you giving DeAndre Swift the number?
1: Uh, he's two. DeAndre Swift one. Okay.
0: Because yeah. as of right now, Colin Hill is leading the SEC in rushing yards. He's got 431 through three games. He's third in the FBS overall. Dude's a bruiser. He's a big hunk of meat that's just going to bowl through you. In the middle of the defense, but the good news is, is um, as Mark Stoops would like to say, the strength of our team is the strength. Mm-hmm. But quite literally, I I think he means it. Like when I was asked, I was like, my one kind of sly question at the end of the press conference was like, "Is your four down pass rush good enough?" And he was pretty blunt. He was like, "You know, we're really good on the f- up front because we're strong, but that also has its drawbacks." Right. And I think trying to get a natural f- Four man pass rush. That's hard to do when that's Phil you're Hoskins. Seeing,
1: well, you're seeing Jordan Wright gets more snaps yeah, to help with that.
0: And that's why when Phil Hoskins is hurt in pregame, it hurts you. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Wright, yes, he's done well. He quit making stupid
1: ass penalties. Yeah, he had and a finish fi- when he gets to the quarterback.
0: Yeah, he had a he had he jumped offsides on a third down, and then he had another 15 yard on a third down. And I can't recall what it was. Uh, might have been like illegal hands to the face or roughing the quarterback. In roughing the quarterback. Yeah, and and that was a. Because I had the the tweet, two third downs, two twenty-yard penalties or you know twenty-yard penalties worth on Jordan Wright, but that's what Kentucky Kentucky needs a little bit twitchier on that defensive line. But the good news is is I don't think that's a big worry in this game, look because your one and only key to victory is don't let LSU or excuse me don't let Mississippi State run the rock
1: against you. Right, if they can go in there and hold Kyler Hill under hundred yards. He's gotten 100 yards in each game so far this season. Yes. If that run defense is as good as we think it was the last two weeks where they've really shut – they shut down a bad Eastern Michigan running attack. Right. Shut down a – uh, a, uh
0: Talented running backs.
1: Talented running back of Florida, but uh, a offensive line that has a lot of work to get done in the run game. Mm-hmm. If they can go in there and shut down that running game, shut down Hill, not shutting down completely, he's going to get some yards, but keep him in check. Make him work for his yards, maybe – goal is to make, keep him under 100. If they can go and do that, they have a great shot to win this game because their passing game is a work in progress right now. Their receivers are still not great. Osiris Mitchell is a good one. He's got NFL potential. But after that, they've got a lot of just yeah. stuff there, stuff that's just not great right now. And that Osiris
0: they, guys their deep threat. Because that's one thing. If Tommy Stevens can play, he's good at hitting a deep ball. Mm-hmm. Like he,
1: that he hit a deep post last week.
0: Yeah, to Mitchell was a great throw. It was pretty. It was right before I took a little pregame snooze. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, I guess Stevens not so bad after all. Um, and then he gets hurt. Well, was hurt, is hurt. Kind of a. I think if you were to use one word to describe all three of Mississippi State's quarterbacks, it would be hurt. Upper body injuries too. That's what I like. Well, Joe Moorhead. He's not going to get specific. Well, I don't. You want to hear a hot take? Oh, that KTN Thompson isn't hurt? Keaton,
1: or? I don't think Keaton Thompson's hurt. Yeah. Oh. He said it happened in camp. I think under the table, Tommy Stevens won the job. Uh huh. Keeton Thompson puts his name in the portal right away. Right. A week or so passes, his name is out of the portal, but he doesn't talk to the media. They say he's gonna be on the team. And then the depth chart comes out for the first game and he's not on there and Moorhead's saying he's got some type of injury. I think they had an agreement where, come here, run the scout team, red shirt, and then you can grad transfer once you graduate.
0: I mean, that would make most sense for his part.
1: And I think they're just saying that he hasn't, but I'm not buying that he is hurt.
0: Well, you can buy that Stevens is hurt. I mean, they would actually, they could really use him, even if it is just a red shirt role, because Stevens messes up his shoulder against Southern Miss, m- pulled halfway through the game. They got to put, throw in Will Schrader. Who, as you Garrett pull- Schrader. Garrett Trader, excuse me. He looks like a Will. Um, just the beard. I, I want to put him in West Virginia, but <laughs> Mississippi State. It's fine, you know. And you, that that beard can pass in Starkville too. It's very, um, it's neckish, but it's not really like it just covers his entire neck.
1: Pretty good for an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, what a jerk.
0: Just really showboating <laughs> for those who just grow very subpar beards like myself. Um, they put in Schrader. You know, whatever his stats net last week not very good. He's the Kansas most State.
1: inaccurate SEC passer this season. <laughs> not very good. He was a guy four star prospect, top two hundred ish, but dual threat. He needed to come in and redshirt. Yeah, they're playing him way too early. He does not need to be playing right now. He's got guts. I'll give him that. But he can. But if he does play, they're gonna. He's going to run the ball a lot. He ran the ball a lot against K State last week. We put that post on KSR you did earlier this week about him getting put in the helicopter. Yep, that's pretty much
0: all that. I mean, that but, will earn the respect mm-hmm. of many. But he was four of twelve. Mm-hmm. So
1: Morehead like, in Morehead scheme, it's it's RPO, RPO, RPO. Everything they do almost is an RPO. So with Stevens, the thing they missed last year was just the passing game, and he's kind of he's gave, he's given that to them when healthy. But he's been taking a lot of sacks. He's not giving you much of that run element, which you still need. Because at Penn State, Trace McSorley still ran it a lot right. for Moorhead. And then Schrader's just not there at, in the passing game yet. So and now with Stevens hurt, you have him with a bum shoulder. Mm-hmm. We don't know how accurate it was going to be. Last week he played for a little bit, and then it's and it's tightened up at halftime. Yeah. So we really don't know how bad that shoulder is, so we'll see. It's his throwing shoulder, mm -hmm. which – So that means I don't think they're going to run him very much.
0: mm Mm-hmm. They don't want to put him in harm's way.
1: And he's taken a lot of sacks this year. Mississippi State has given up the most sacks in the SEC. That's a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. I think their sack rate's like 8.5%, which it would have been in the hundreds last season. Let's uh, let's see how many sacks they've allowed. I think it's seven. Uh,
0: It is seven. Mm -hmm. Good call. And that's against – uh, Kansas State, Southern Miss, and I don't know who else. Somebody not good. Mm-hmm. Monroe, Louisiana, Lafayette. Right.
1: Yeah. So, and then you go on the other side of the ball. Their defensive line has one sack through three games.
0: No. They, yeah, they, I mean, they're not the Montez Sweat. Yeah. Montez Sweat and Jeffrey Simmons ain't walking through mm-hmm. that door.
1: They've only got a handful of tackles for loss. Like, I think their defensive line has five tackles for loss through three games.
0: You know who leads their team in tackles for loss? Brian Cole, the former Michigan guy who mm-hmm. was rumored for a while to be transferred to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He has five and a half. In their defensive line total, only has five. That's not good, right? But Brian Cole he, he leads them in good. sacks. Yeah,
1: he's a good player. Yeah, but Kentucky could use him in nickel right right about now.
0: Yes, that would be nice to have under Mike Edwards. Part duh, mm-hmm. that was actually uh, Eddie Grand. That was his comp. Yeah. He said, uh, you got to know where he's at
1: at all times. He's really good. But Kentucky on both sides of the ball, line of scrimmage, they have an advantage going into this game. The offensive line should – on paper, they should handle this defensive line group. Now, this defensive line group, all these guys were at one time, most of them were at former four-star prospects, Mm -hmm. blue chips. They're just not playing to that level for whatever reason. And that's part of the reason – these fans are upset with Moorhead right now because Mississippi State's always been a line of scrimmage program. They've always had dudes on the line. They've always been physical. And now they're kind of getting out toughed, I guess you would say. Oh, man, and, and there's that,
0: nothing that will get into the crawl quite like saying you're getting out tough, Mississippi State.
1: Yeah, and so, at that you know, they, they just feel like they're taking a step backwards in that regard. And Kentucky comes in with better player, better lines of scrimmage on both sides, and that's a vantage they have. An advantage they're going to have to take advantage of Saturday.
0: Okay, so I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Something just crossed my mind though that I noticed today. Why is Mississippi State projected to win an S and P plus by 14? Why is it an eight and a half point spread?
1: Because in S S P plus the first four weeks they still use the predictions from the preseason. So, in that predictions, it's returning production. Oh, uh, they. Get, it's recruiting rankings. It's five-year history. And it's some other stuff. So, those haven't gotten taken out phased yet. Phased out, yeah. So, they're still – so, when you look at Mississippi State's roster, like on defense, they got a lot of four-stars.
0: Especially with their JUCO. Mm-hmm. Like, they get the best JUCO guys.
1: Offensively, they return most of their offensive line. All their receivers, Kylan Hill.
0: Yes, very good.
1: So, that's why – the computers love them, but so far this season, they haven't played to what they thought they were going to be.
0: In Vegas, you can understandably give Mississippi State some points for home field advantage. I think you also give them some points for Kentucky hasn't won there since 2008, which is kind of ridiculous. Right. The the last time I was there, actually, that was when Vince Marrow went nuts. Mm-hmm, that was and, bad. Yeah, yeah. 2017. Is, yeah. The last
1: two times they've played there, they've really got rocked. And you know Especially what? in the second half. You
0: know what they had in common? I was there. <laughs> I'm not going. So, Wildcats, feel free to win without me down there. Thoughts and prayers to Jack Pilgrim, who's got to deal with that just crap hole. Uh, He'll be all right. You know what? The thing that stinks about it is that Davis Wade is a very like nice stadium. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, it's not too big. They've got an open How's end zone. How's the junction? The junction.
1: That's like their big tailgate area. That's where the team walks through even the end zone. Yeah,
0: it's very cool. It really is like the, they have a nice game day setup, and then they start ringing those stupid bells, and you just get a headache. Like it's you know, let me pop in some and just curve it off at the pass. Is at you know what? They even give out ice cream in the press box at halftime. And if there's one thing <laughs> that makes hospitality. if there's one thing that makes a press box great, it's halftime ice cream. And Kentucky used to do that, mm-hmm. and then we get a that was at Commonwealth Stadium, and then oh we got to get a Kroger Field, Kroger, where the hell's your ice cream? We want ice cream, damn it! Give us our ice cream.
1: What we got to do to get some ice cream? If they <laughs> give it in Rupp. Why can't we get it in Kroger Field?
0: Exactly. We need it at Kroger Field. Um, but I digress. I, I I think that's something that they have to knock off their shoulders. But the good thing is, is like I think the kind of needing to
1: knock things off. It doesn't feel. They do since since the last win at Mississippi State. They've won at Auburn. They've won at Georgia. They've won at Florida. God. They've won at South Carolina multiple times. That's wild. So, they, they've won a lot of places. And it's time. They need to – this is a game they need to – they can't have a streak like this where they're not winning at Mississippi State in a decade. So, it's they're, they're due and it's time. I, I like their chances to go in there and pick up a win. But last week we talked about Grand versus Grantham. Mm-hmm. There's another defensive coordinator Ooh, let's, let's see that it. Eddie Grant's had a lot of success against. Okay. That's Bob shoot
0: Give us the lowdown on – like what? What is a Bob Shoop defense? We know that Todd Grantham is a mad ten-year-old and Madden who's just picking blitz every play. So, what is Bob Shoop?
1: Bob Shoop's defense is very disciplined, very fundamentally sound. They don't make mistakes. They try to keep everything in front. They have good blitz packages. So, he's he was a coordinator for there. Derri- or excuse me, James Franklin at Vanderbilt for those f- first three years, and followed the Penn State for a couple years. He had a top fifteen per SP plus defense at. At Vanderbilt. So, that's saying a lot. He went for Penn State, then he went to Tennessee. At Tennessee, he got on the Butch Jones train and things kind of collapsed on him.
0: became a champion of life. Mm
1: -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. he had two kind of subpar defenses there. And then last year, he had all that talent last year. And he had maybe the best defense in the country.
0: Well, no, Kentucky.
1: (laughs) But, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They they only gave up. They gave up, I think, nine touchdowns, ten touchdowns on the year. Four and of four of them we're, were against the UK, Snow. yeah. No, Benny Snell. Benny, Benny Snow. Snow was like, right.
0: I want touchdowns. Give me touchdowns.
1: Right. But so he's he's done all this. He's had four of his units finish top 20 in defense per SP. So, in like, that's like eight years of being a coordinator. So he's got a long track record of success. But in three meetings, meetings against Grand, two at Tennessee, one at Kentucky. Kentucky's putting up 31 points per game, 6.6 yards per play. And they've done all this with never passing for more than 200 yards in a game. <laughs> they have thrashed troops' defenses on the ground for whatever reason. We saw that 443-yard rushing day at Tennessee in 2016. Oh, yeah, that was Where fun. Kentucky would have won, but Josh Dobbs just went nuts. Yeah, yeah. Hell, even Saheem King had like mm-hmm. ninety yards rushing. Twenty seventeen, Kentucky had four turnovers. If they don't have four turnovers, they beat Tennessee probably by three scores. Kentucky had four turnovers and one. Yeah. <laughs> and Tennessee had zero. Yeah. So they were plus four and lost a game. Benny Snell had a big game. How I'm I'm I would
0: love to like I'm sure we posted at the time that it was some like one of those ESPN stats and info thing, like mm-hmm. times that a team is minus four in turnover margin and one. A conference game against a power five opponent. Yeah, it doesn't happen often. Yeah.
1: And Kentucky in these three games they're running averaging seven yards per carry against Shoops defense.
0: So here's the, here's the Kentucky's been able to run the ball well, but here's the difference is Earl Thompson, Earl Thompson. Earl. Earl? Earl. Rhymes with Merle. Uh Earl Thompson is a beast. Very good at stuffing the run. Uh, and they also have a guy by the name of this is this is almost as good as Earl. It's jaquarius Landers mm-hmm. just
1: leads them in tackle strong safety you number need, eleven
0: you need to just like I would just call him Jaquarius it's just one name get rid of Landers just Jaquarius that's mm-hmm. badass enough as it is and then Leah Lewissterman's a lot bigger those three guys are all in the top nine in the SEC in tackles right. they, they do a lot of work for him.
1: well they're giving up a lot of yards with a lot of yards come a lot of plays a lot of plays come a lot of tackles okay. That's why when you look at it, they're not making – they don't have many tackles for loss. So that's what it tells you. They're, they're
0: getting downfield and the safeties having to cover up right. a lot of errors. But I don't think this Kentucky no, – granted, Florida are very good. Uh, I think Kentucky can still have some explosive plays. But I really do think that Kentucky's strength this year will ultimately end up being in the passing game. Just from a – maybe, maybe it's because of their balance that it opens up more things. But – Ahmad Wagner right now is unstoppable. If you mm-hmm. single if you single him up, he's going to be open.
1: Now, Cameron Dansler is one of the best corners in the SEC, junior. He missed last game against K-State, but he should be back on Saturday. So that's going to help them. But I like, you know, I like Ahmad Wagner against anybody they have. I like Lin Bowden against anybody they have. So I think Kentucky should be able to pass the ball, but they've never really passed it with Grant against Shoot. So that's something we're going to have to see. But up front, they should give Sawyer Smith all day to throw. And that should be a thing, but I think you look at this history. Kentucky's really run the ball well on them.
0: That's I, probably why he's like, all right, let's get Chris Rodriguez in, you know, just mean, a bowling ball over some mm-hmm. dudes,
1: and get. I think you're going to see Rodriguez, Smoke, and Rose all get carries on Saturday. Rose is due for a big run. Yeah, I mean he's kind. Of, he's due to get one. Yeah, they were
0: very close. I mean the 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 close calls were driving me absolutely insane because it was
1: just like, come on, get. Em. And then I think Smoke is going to have a chance to have – I think they're all going to have – all the backs are going to have chances to have some big plays on Saturday. Something to keep an eye on, though. hmm Before the season, Mississippi State – or the NCAA came out and said Mississippi State had seven players that pretty much had a tutor take a test for them.
0: The Missouri cause.
1: Yeah. yeah. And so uh, so those players were suspended through seven ga- – or suspended seven games this year. Yeah. However, Mississippi State doesn't have to tell you who the players that were that were suspended or doesn't have to tell you when they're suspending them.
0: Right, so they could pull them out of the bullpen. Right. In theory.
1: their best Probably their best defensive tackle, Lee Autry, has missed the first three games. Their starting wheel linebacker, uh, Willie Gave Jr., has missed the first three games. In a must-win spot, maybe Moorhead says, we need, we need to get going now. Pull them out. So that's something we're going to have to keep an eye on. We won't know until the game, really. Right, right, right. So that, that, that's something to keep an eye on. But even with those guys, I think Kentucky, their big advantage on offense here is State's not very good on third downs. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's been one of the best third down offenses, especially the last two games. They've been outstanding. So winning on third down and Sawyer Smith protecting the football. Miss State is plus five already in turnover margin. They're good. forcing a lot of turnovers. They're giving up yards, giving up points, but they're forcing turnovers. And in, you have to protect the football on the road. You cannot have yeah. no Sawyer Smith interceptions, especially, especially on drives where you're going to score points. Yes,
0: yes. The Kentucky. That's probably been the if you have one giant complaint of anything that Kentucky's done this year, it's that they have left. It's like 20, so many points. 2016
1: on the board. all over again when they were turning the ball over or left and right.
0: Can't do that. Mm-hmm. The ball is the team. The team is the ball. <laughs>
1: um, ball security is job security.
0: There we go. The one thing that I do like that uh, our friend, Brian, the intern, pointed out, Stoops' teams, even though they haven't been great and they haven't covered, after close four to losses, they win. They're three and zero. I think this one certainly has a different aspect to it, a different element, because it's not the same angst uh, that's hanging over the program, um, and. Like, man, when I talked to Drake Jackson yesterday, like it, he was kind of, like, mad that we were – like, he had that – and it wasn't like I'm mad that I have to talk to the media. It was the, like, I'm just re- – I'm ready to clean somebody's clock. Right. Because I think Especially off- him.
1: I th- you know, he's been hard on himself for – Oh,
0: in the offensive line. That play. They were so good for so much of the game. You take away Deere and Kennard just the, having a missed call where he thinks he's not got the edge guy. You take away that – You know, fourth and one, they were damn near perfect. The uh, the defensive line that had created 15 sacks and 26 tackles for loss, I think three tackles for loss and one sack. That was it. They were almost perfect, and they let the that almost cost them. Right. It really did. So I think I think you're going to see a very angry Kentucky team. The key is. I think keeping the foot on the gas, but still applying pressure in the running game. Because I know that's a big criticism, especially of Eddie Grant and Mark Stoops, of not keeping the foot on the gas. That
1: comes to the head coach. How does he balance that? Because we've seen them get leads. They do this every time they get leads. We saw it in the Citrus Bowl. They got a big lead. Mm-hmm. They kind of take the air out of the balloon and mm-hmm. almost never get it back. At Florida last year, they kind of did the same thing. They had a chance to really bury them. They couldn't do it. And then against Florida this year. So, we've seen it multiple times. Now, they've won – the two of those games, they won. And then this Florida won. it costed them. So, they're going to have to figure out that nice balance. But people weren't complaining when that Citrus Bowl, when they won it like that. People were happy to win. But at the same time, he doesn't have Benny Snell anymore where you get the ball back with whatever, four minutes left. You have to eat clock. You can just give it to him. You know well, he's going to get you some first downs. They don't really have that this year.
0: That happened on the final drive. Like It it started with four minutes. It was like, all right, let's see what they do without Benny Snell. And what did they do? They completed
1: first down passes. Two back shoulder fades. My Wagner makes a great competitive catch. limbold makes a great catch. They
0: they did, They did. went about the, the, the perfect way because – when you complete the pass, the, next, the second down, you get five yards and you move the sticks. You do it all over again. And then they got to a 35-yard field goal and like, okay, well, let's burn up a minute and a half so our secondary doesn't get wasted you know, away. Mm-hmm. And they're a yard shy of – just a
1: fa- It's a fine line.
0: They're a yard shy of taking that clock down to zero and kicking a
1: right. 25-yard Well, run. I mean, Florida had three timeouts, but they're a yard shy of where – it's getting to the point where it would have been like a minute left when Florida got the ball with no timeouts. It was
0: fifty when they got it back. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they were at a minute, and I think. Well, they, I guess I'm saying. I guess I'm
1: saying if they if they get the. Uh, well, yeah, I guess you're right.
0: Well, and what they what they would have done too? Like, I'm pretty confident that they would have taken a shot to the end zone with Wagner if they got their first down. Right? Yeah. First down? Why not? Let's let's go for one right here. Right. See if we get it. Right. But, I think to your point. I think Stoops is getting better, but there's still an element of, like, we have to not put the ball in the other team's hands because Josh Allen isn't going to go out there and put the dagger in the game. He did it at the Citrus Bowl. He did it against Vanderbilt. He did it against Florida. He, When Kublik was on our show, you were the the warm-up act. When he was on our radio show – Yeah. He he subtly dropped in there. Like I don't know if I've seen somebody close out more games than Josh Allen. Yeah. Benny Snell got a lot of credit for, it, but Josh had a knack for making but Mississippi State. He took he had so many close calls against Nick Fitzgerald and finally brought his big ass down and that was their last hope. And then I think Kentucky scores, they go up fourteen, and then Ty Asian picks off a pass, Benny Snell scores the next play. Josh was the catalyst to all of that. Mm -hmm. even though Benny got a lot of the praise and you're not going to be able to find that but you do need to have a defense that can come and make plays and unfortunately I think Yusuf Corker is one of those guys
1: right there's him first series of the game the second (sighs) series of the game and then just the injuries they had in defense that their secondary was really shuffling those were Florida receivers we talked about how good they were they really feasted they got
0: to pick on a third free Mm -hmm. safety like and it's Dan Mullen. He's no
1: idiot. He knows how to get his guys in the ball in the right spot. Mm-hmm. So, this is a tough situation. Another stat to keep in mind for this weekend. Okay. Under Mark Stoops, Kentucky is 5-1 against the spread in SEC road openers. They've won three of the last four. The only loss was the, the game after Southern Miss loss. Down Ooh, in Florida. It, yeah, it was bad. So, forget about that one.
0: <laughs> so, throw that at one and but, they're undefeated. But
1: Joe Moorhead, he's kind of like we talked about earlier. He's kind of this front runner where he, when he plays bad teams, they crush them. Mm-hmm. When they play good teams, they don't. As a double-digit favorite, he's 7-0 straight up, 6-1 against the spread. Average final score, Mississippi State 46.7, opponent 10.1. As a single-digit favorite, he's 2-4 straight up and 2-4 and against the spread. Hmm. Average final score, Mississippi State 19.7, opponent 20.3. So, they're in a spot where they, in his few time, or few games he's been there, they haven't been good in this type of spot and Kentucky's in a spot where recent history tells us that they're really good in this spot. So I think you combine all of that, the quarterback issues with Mississippi State, I think yeah. if Kentucky goes down there, takes care of the football on offense, I think they're going to be in really, really good shape. This, and then special teams-wise, Mississippi State's got a bad special teams unit. Really? Lynn Bowden's going to get chances to return kicks. He's going to get chances to return punts. Max Duffy's Max Duffy. Best
0: punter in America. So I think The it, numbers say so. 51.2
1: yards. Kansas State had a kickoff return touchdown and Ooh. gained 44 yards on punt returns. That was a big part of their That kickoff win.
0: return was right when Mississippi State tied the game, too. Mm-hmm. That was huge. That, yep. Was that their last touchdown, or did they get one more after that? They got one more after okay. that. But still, though, like Mississippi State's calling. I mm-hmm. think they just – Schrader just came in, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, And they give up a kickoff return. And K-State's
1: start. tight end had a big game against Mississippi State. Ooh, so that can well, mean good things well, for well, Rig up-shall. and Shaw.
0: What I do – I think there's a motive. More heads. De- his desperation can help and hurt them. Right. He could either it, it could either help them make a well, f- couple big does, plays, it, or it could be Will Muschamp kind of implosion.
1: If he doesn't have a quarterback, and maybe he's being a little too over aggressive, that can mean mm-hmm. you know some turnovers are coming, or some more sacks are coming. And I want to say this, this pass rush. It's getting close, man. Like, it is almost there. <laughs> it is so close. Like, sacks right now, I think Kentucky ranks like seventh or eighth in the SEC. They're close, man. They're close, man. I'm telling you, they're so close. Jordan Wright is getting better every game. They've got People seven. People aren't really talking about There's it, but three I think teams he's getting better eight. every game. Yeah, yeah. Jordan, he is. Calvin Taylor's getting there, consistently getting there. He's just not getting the sack. Ooh, he has the T.J. most. TJ Carter's been there.
0: Third most quarterback hurries by an interior defensive yeah. lineman in America.
1: It's getting there, man. It's. It, and then I think Xavier is going to slowly bully get McCall, in there eventually. Just collapsing pockets left and right. God, it's getting there. So the sacks are going to come, and this week I think you're going to see them get a handful.
0: I was sorry that was loud, folks who are listening. I got really excited because there's nothing that's more delicious than a good hearty sack lunch. Mm-hmm.
1: And you saw Cord- Cordell Looney. Man, one last he week.
0: had a great game, and he had maybe he's going to
1: need to have one this week too because T.J. Carter's out the first half.
0: He had like three different plays where it was just like.
1: <clears throat> Get there, just, just get there a little bit quicker. Yeah, he Come missed on, the buddy. tackle for loss. He had a guy in the backfield. Oh, I know.
0: It. Yeah, um, and and we don't know what H- Hoskins is questionable, which means probably out. Yeah,
1: if you're asking me, my biggest concern, it's that first half without Carter, and I'm I'm assuming Hoskins is playing. Yeah. So then you're looking at Cordell Looney playing a lot of snaps. A boule. So you, a boule getting in there. So you need you need them to play. You need it's going to be hot too. Depth. Yeah.
0: There it now. I think it's a little ridiculous that they're like how much like Mississippi State had to issue a press release. Like it's going to be
1: eighty-five degrees,
0: but it's different. It's Mississippi heat, and Mm -hmm. it's the heat of the day. It's at three o'clock central time. Right, the hottest day,
1: hottest time of the year. Yeah, so time of the day. Excuse me. You
0: get maybe second half a little bit of a reprieve, but not not the best. So you're going to be running a lot of defensive linemen in and out. And that's where you got to have guys like Aboule be stout in the run defense. And, I don't know, maybe we get a Xavier Peters signing. Maybe. It'd be nice to see him out there. I was hoping to see him in a couple spot situations.
1: Well, the Florida game last week, Kentucky only forced one punt. There wasn't a lot of obvious passing situations either. True, true. So, so hey, maybe do that, I think this week maybe we could see some. Yeah,
0: because if you just – Because if they force punts, Bowden's going
1: to get – he's going to get a big one. On Saturday, I'm not saying he's going to get a touchdown, but he's going to get a big one. I like the sound of that. He's another – another thing I look at Kentucky is, like, Rose, he's due. Like, Bowden's due for, to just go off and get a big touch, a 60, 70-yard touchdown. Yeah. Like, they're close. Um, defense is a lot of bend but don't break right now. But, like, I talk about that pass rush is getting there. Mm-hmm. I think the run defense is in a good spot right now, and they're forcing turnovers, which is good to see. Back-to-back games, force uh, – multiple turnovers. I think did they force two against Toledo? I know Pascal had the fumble. Uh, I think so. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they're getting there. The turnovers mm-hmm. are getting there.
0: So, that's happening middle of the day Saturday. Mm-hmm.
1: Pa- Pasco this week going to be big in run defense. Yeah. Cuz oh. they're going to try to get Kylen Hill going. See,
0: and and this is another one. It, I mean, it's kind of similar to last year, but in a different the strength of Kentucky's Defense is perfect for the only thing Mississippi state can do offensively. right now at least yeah and, and even if Tommy Stevens does come back and he is better than he was last week, that's still not exactly you know Superman
1: Mississippi state's got big receivers tackling's going to be important when they get when they get the ball get them down on the ground mm-hmm. saw Brandon Eccles make an outstanding tackle last that's week, pretty awesome Jamari Brown I think's done a good job getting bodies to the ground he's still getting a little bit lost in coverage and picked on at times
0: mm hmm and just zone, he's not communicating very well, in right, zone. Yeah. right? Um, but it's going to be an exciting day. I, I expect Kentucky to to take care of business, even though it it probably will be one of those where they're looking great, mm-hmm. and then Mississippi State does something weird, yeah. and then it gets kind of close, but they end up hanging For on me.
1: Don't get because Mississippi State's going to be a little desperate, you're going to be out of D linemen, maybe out to D linemen, just. Don't get in a hole early. Don't, don't turn take, it over. Yes,
0: take care of the f- – Right.
1: I would love to see them defer, get a stop early, offense move the chains, you know, kind of just fill each other out. But and don't then, turn and then the ball over. And start playing your game. Just don't. After a couple of possessions.
0: I, my heart can't handle all these turnovers.
1: Right. I mean, just that's can't. the thing was the Sawyer-Smith experiment, I've always thought it's going to be a roller coaster. Because at Troy he had games like this where he was on top of the world mm-hmm. and then next week he only threw for 75 yards. We got the whole package. Like
0: <laughs> in one game. So, hopefully, yeah.
1: next week, this week he can bounce back and we get the good side of it. Yes.
0: Yes. Let's get the good side of it. Right. And let's get to a couple of the games that are out there this week. We've got, uh, ooh, a little Friday night, Pac-12 after dark. Utah, oh, big USC. One. Big
1: one in the Pac-12 South. That's a big one. Utah's probably the Pac-12's last shot at making the playoff. Yeah, yeah.
0: but even so. Yeah we'll see. They got to go to USC. Um
1: sitting on that USC over 7, got two down so far. Ooh, we got Last a, week kind of stunk. <laughs> they lost, they blew it to BYU, but
0: we've got a big noon Saturday with Michigan and Wisconsin open. And Wisconsin looks like a wagon with their defense, and I don't know if Michigan can score 17 points in a football
1: game. No one scored on Wisconsin yet.
0: That's pretty incredible. Right. Like, Wisconsin should – like, you just look at the team so far, should what roll, seen, right. but Michigan got a bye week too. Maybe they got their crap together, you know. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, Florida. For,
1: For me, it's all Kyle Trask. What does he look like?
0: Like, was that just an anomaly? Because right. he, if he's that good – and I know some of it was the way Kentucky was playing. Why the hell was he not starting again? Felipe Franks – Kentucky wins that game if Felipe Franks is out there throwing garbage passes. Mm-hmm. Trask got it out of his hand quickly. Like
1: yeah, that's my thing. What does he look like with with the week for repair? But not only that, with film on tape, now that Tennessee's got to look at him, yeah, yeah. What does he What does he look like? Tennessee gets their middle linebacker back. He was out for the first two games. Daniel Petuli. They finally got some confidence after a win. Let's just that's what that's what I'm looking for in that game. What does Kyle Trask look like? And, but a lot of it with Florida, those receivers are really good. Yeah,
0: so they're just gonna burn burn and turn on right. the Tennessee. And it's at Florida. Tennessee doesn't stand a chance. But I'm I'm. What's what kind of line do we get on this? I'm gonna fourteen, say, fourteen and a half.
1: That's not that much, especially for a bad
0: Tennessee team. Um, LSU—they're going to roll Vandy. That's going to be hilarious. They scored. I knew they were going to get to sixty last week. I'm curious if they can get to fifty. They're definitely gonna get to forty. I don't know if they'll get to like fifty-five or though.
1: Twenty-four, and it's not really a sandwich game for LSU because they got Utah State next week, and then yeah. a bye after that before Florida comes to town. So it could, it could get ugly for Vanderbilt again.
0: I'm interested in your thoughts on Auburn-Texas A&M because I think Texas A&M gets a really bad rep because Kellen Mond played like garbage against Clemson. But I, I know he's better than that. So I I don't well, know. We're going to find out. Like, like, Do we get hero ball Bo Nix or do we get – like this is a game that is such a flip of the coin when it comes down to what quarterbacks are we going to see? What Are we going to get a true freshman who's peeing down his leg at Kyle Field? That's, that's unlike any place he'll ever play. Or and, and then Kellen Mond, was it just a bad road experience? He's gonna come home and they're gonna RPO him to death.
1: I think it's gonna be a rock'em sock 'em, ugly seventeen to thirteen game. Whoever has the turnover in the fourth quarter it's probably going to lose it. Both those defensive lines I think are gonna have kind of field days against those offensive lines. I like Auburn because in this series the road team almost always wins. And so you're getting four, three and a half with Auburn. And it's the Gus Malzahn off year, you know. He goes, mm-hmm. every other year, this is his year. <laughs> so, I think, I think like, if you're asking me what's going to happen, I think it's going to be ugly as hell, get out. Auburn's going to look like crap for 50 minutes of that game. Suddenly, mm-hmm. in the last nine minutes, they're going to turn it on. They're going to find a way to win the football game, and you're going to be like, how the hell did that happen? So, I like Auburn, Auburn there. I mean, A&M, they lost a lot off last year. I think they're still kind of – they're still – they're like a year away from being a year away, like from competing <laughs> at that top level. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So they need a couple more recruiting classes next year. They're going to look even better, and then the year after that, that's going to be like their arrival year four under Jimbo. But right now, I would give, I would get I would give Auburn the edge.
0: That's going to be a big one. That's going to be a doozy. It's happening, uh, kickoffs right before uh, three thirty CBS. Yes, which it CBS doubleheader be.
1: this week. I'm gonna, we're gonna play a game on here, Mr. Roush. Yes. It's gonna be. Did CBS pick the right game? Because it's the best. They're they're saying is the best game in the best conference. Yep. Last week was Alabama, South Carolina. Who we got screwed on that back door. That
0: was a, yeah. That was a terrible back. Must champ, go <laughs>
1: to hell. <laughs> Seriously, get the hell out of here, Mustamp. Well, champ. they're all for one because that game should have been at Kentucky, Florida. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Now this week they get they, they get they got them both right this they week. they got them both right this because week because it was the double, obvious they got Ooh, the double dip
0: get Georgia Notre Dame uh you think like so, come on
1: so they're they're two and one right now but we're gonna follow this closely we'll, we'll save it for next week but then mm-hmm. they're about to go two and two the week after that because I've already seen what they picked on Monday but we'll save that for next week we can do it this week okay
0: okay or actually no let's save it because yeah. we'll talk about this don't want to so. get too far ahead of ourselves um yeah is Georgia are they gonna run for two hundred or four hundred rushing yards.
1: I would s- – <laughs> I mean,
0: I saw a stat where – I want to da- say
1: they'd be closer to 400 than 200, but that's that's getting over the 300 I mean, mark. Yeah, I don't know about that. But that but They'll be closer to 300 than 200. Nor- How about that?
0: Notre Dame's given up, what, like 250 um, rush. like they, – they've given up at least 200 rushing yards against mm. just the worst teams you could ever imagine. Like, yeah. Georgia's going to have a field day. Yeah, I think Notre Dame's going to get housed. Yeah, like really badly. I don't – I just I don't know how that can can be close, especially down there. Like,
1: oh, well, they're they're treating this like the Super Bowl down there. Like yeah, Sanford Stadium out of the out the Wazoo. So the hotel there in Athens this weekend is probably. Oh man, I'm sure it's Plus crazy. an arm and a leg. Um, uh, but everybody's talking about that game. The game I'm more excited for at night: Oklahoma State Texas. That is going to be about as much Big Twelve shootout as you can get. We just saw Texas and LSU have one. Oklahoma State has no defense, but they have three guys on offense that are outstanding. Chuba mm-hmm. Hubbard, remember the name, the running back. Yeah, he's, he's the real uh, deal. I think he's leading the country right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tylen Wallace is an awesome receiver, probably first round pick, and then. They've got a young kid named Spencer Sanders, dual threat, redshirt freshman, that's going to be really good. And, of course, Gundy, he knows how to dial it up. So, mm-hmm. that, I think that game is going to be really exciting. And Gundy kind of has Texas' number. They haven't beat him in a while, so that's going to be interesting to see.
0: Well, I'm going to be excited. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be partying at Birmingham and beyond. There you go. Are you excited? Oh, yeah.
1: It was one of those things where it kind of hit me quick. Are you going one just one day or are you going <laughs> multiple days?
0: <laughs> I'm not going just one day
1: <laughs> you know, I heard they had uh, some people upset about the noise out there where they're having the concert.
0: Uh, they'll get the hell over it. And, uh, shout out to our concert. Well, we said that about Topgolf, Collins too. But they still yeah. haven't got the hell over it. Uh, they, they will. <laughs> they'll be fine with it. Um, But, yeah, I'll be there all three days. I'm waiting until after the Cats play on Saturday, though. I'm not a big fan of their day lineup on Saturday either. Hall of Notes and, and uh, uh, Robert playing at night, though. So, uh, the game will get over with. I'll be able to see those folks. It'll yeah, that'll fun. work. Yeah, it'll work. Um,
1: Yeah, congrats to our winner.
0: Yeah, yeah, it'd be a good time. And uh, congrats to the cats because you're about ready to win your third game of the season. Suck it, Mississippi State. I think so too. I really like their chances. Yeah. Suck at Starkville. Get the hell out of here. You're the worst. But you know what, our listeners, you're the best. We got a lot of reviews. Y'all were fine. Y'all came through. Came Wonderful through. sportsmen. We appreciate you listening. Met a and, lot
1: of met a lot of listeners at the tailgate. Yeah, and if you wanna, it
0: was nice know, to
1: talk like, to all of y'all. It's not gonna be a
0: home game at all
1: yeah, we've got about a month for the next home game. Sucks.
0: Hey, but we're going hopefully, on the road. Hopefully,
1: we'll be in hoodie weather by then.
0: Already got the tickets booked for the 11 personnel road trip to Georgia. That's going to be a, a time. We might have to do like live podcast. We might a, have to do a live and an After dark, uh, after a few cocktails. <laughs> 11 personnel after dark? Yeah, 11 personnel uncensored. Uh, this one's censored. Uh, this one was a good one. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll, we'll catch y'all next week. Go Cats.